0: Welcome to The Kurt Locker, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Kurt Russell. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode by my co-host, (laughs) plural. She's getting real tired of electricity, Whitney Nelson. (laughs) Hello, everyone. And it wouldn't be a party without Potato Head. Welcoming back, Jamie Albrecht. Hello. Hello. Oh my God, we got to Tango and Cash.
1: We got to Tango and Cash.
0: This is our uh, this is our last episode of season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a way to close out the '80s with Kurt Russell, huh?
1: Yes, <laughs> it is a way.
2: On possibly the most 80s movie ever made?
1: Yeah.
0: I got some of the high level takes on this movie just very uh, in our little in our discord chat. Mm-hmm. and I'm incredibly excited to talk about this one. I if you gun to my head, I could not tell you how Whitney feels about this movie. <laughs> Which is very exciting. It's very exciting.
1: And also very funny because I did say how I felt about this movie in the discord chat. So, well,
0: you said that I think your words were that you, uh, it was not
1: what you expected. Maybe it was not at all what I expected.
0: So I'm not sure what you expect. So that's the, that's it. I guess I'm, I'm I'm curious what the expectations were. So we definitely have to dive into that, but this Mm -hmm. is great. This is Mm -hmm. great. Jamie, I got to ask, uh, you specifically requested to be on this episode.
2: Yes. Why? <laughs> because this movie is dumber than a bag of hammers, and
0: I love it. Incredible. I am mean, All right. I can't wait to dive into that. So let's get some uh, contact info, housekeeping out of the way, and then we're going to get right to it. So here we go. Uh, as always, I want to mention that you can um, find this and all of our other podcasts at 12and24.com. That's The Kurt Locker, Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, Rewatch, Probably a couple others coming up soon, uh, along with a pretty kick-ass merch store, if I do say so myself. Shirts, stickers, coffee mugs, you name it, we have it. It's uh, just, just go. They're often running sales, and like a week and a half ago, someone came in and bought like nine shirts. It's like, that's incredible. We don't make any money on the shirts. It's basically like a break even situation, but mm-hmm. uh, we're happy. So if you if you are one of those people who bought a shirt, take a picture and send it to us. Yeah, I, was we,
1: this like a family reunion thing or
0: something? <laughs> I hope so. It For was the same. Sh- it was the same shirt. Uh, f- it were four of the same shirt. So it was the um. The Johns, the Keanu Johns. I
1: love that shirt.
0: And it was so my with my
1: favorite T-shirt.
0: Right. And you pick your favorite one. It's the boldest one that lives in the middle. And the four of them were Constantine, which is a great John.
1: Oh, that is a great John.
0: And then I verb Keanu Reeves. Uh, so, the, I mean, maybe not listeners to this show. Maybe we there's uh, there's overlap, but certainly a Keanu Reeves fan came in and cleared us out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's great. Uh, to get in touch with us, you can email uh, Lockerpod at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at KurtLockerPod or join us on Discord and chat in real time. You could do that from our website or just 12 and slash Discord. It's in the show notes. Give it a click. And then finally, if you want to support us with just a moment of your time, please share the show with your friends, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all those anywhere else you find us. It seems like every week I get an email from a new podcast host... Uh, re-hosting service or whatever and it's Mm -hmm. like hey your show your show's on our network i'm like oh uh, okay great uh fine so wherever
1: it is you're listening to us rate us and review us
0: yeah just
2: do it there (laughs) premium overcast blumple exactly
0: there's so (laughs) (laughs) so many places so many places (laughs) all right enough of that stuff let's get let's get into this whitney or, Jamie, do you want to take the synopsis here? I would. It, it, it's up to you. I don't oh want to put gosh, any pressure yes. on you.
2: All right. Uh, tell us what we're here talking about today. So we are talking about uh, 1989's Tango and Cash. I'll tell you one thing. Whoever set us up is really connected. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you doing? Relax. soak, And don't flatter yourself.
3: Meet Ray Tango. He likes money. Easy con. Easy a, a go. But doesn't bother with cash. Meet gay cash. He won't dance around trouble
2: and doesn't mind stepping on toes. I hate you, karate guys. Two of LA's top rival cops are having a great time staying
3: in rhythm. You know me, huh? Yeah, I hear you're the second best cop in LA. That's funny. I hear the same thing about
2: you. But they're going to have to work together, even if it kills them. Right now! Framed by their ruthless arch nemesis, a mismatched LAPD crime fighting duo has to put its differences aside to even the score with the evil kingpin who put them behind bars once and for all. Mm, okay. The movie was written by Randy Feldman <laughs> and directed by both Albert Magnoli and uh, Andre Konchalovsky.
0: Yes, yeah, okay. There was a, yeah, replacement at some point. There was a schism. Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Schism
1: mm-hmm. is a fun way to put it.
2: Yeah. Co-starring alongside Kurt are Sylvester Stallone, Terry Hatcher, Jack Palance, Brian James, God bless him, uh, James Hong, <laughs> uh, Mark Alaimo, and Philip Tan, uh, as well as Clint Howard.
1: hmm
0: Okay, okay. Whitney... Uh, You know, lay it on us. Mm -hmm. What are we dealing with here from the critics, the audience, everybody?
1: So on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the critics give it a score of 31 percent. The audience gives it a score of 52 percent. So the audience is far more positive about this movie than the critics are. Mm hmm. Uh, We have a quote from the notorious Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune, who says, The jokes seem lame and the rivalry fraudulent as the two boys play with their big guns.
2: Not (laughs)
0: inaccurate. (laughs) (laughs) Come Uh, on, Gene.
1: (laughs) And Michael Wilmington of the L.A. Times said, Tango and Cash is a waste of talent and energy on all levels. Unworthy of Magnoli, unworthy also of Stallone, Russell, and every superior technical credit on the film.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. Yep.
1: Yeah. On Rotten Tomatoes, John F. Moore gave it one star and says, Complete macho nonsense. This film is for fools. <laughs> Jessica A., however, gave it five stars. And said, it's made in the 80s and is the quintessential 80s action flick. It's awesome with action and cheesiness and amazing performances by the leads with a villain whose performance is over the top. You have to have a heart of stone not to enjoy this flick.
0: Yeah, you hear that, (laughs) Gene?
1: And I know everyone, the review whom everyone cares the most about. Yeah. Listener Claire's mom who says about tango and cash terrible film <laughs> never becomes what it could be not sure of trying to be funny or serious and now knowing major conflicts between directors and producers i would say it shows the movie lacks focus but kurt russell despite being adorable and charming which he says in the movie so it must be true kurt russell has solid moments of acting The growth of the relationship between the two cops really stems from Russell's performance. There's genuine respect and gratitude that develops, and that is really evident to the audience because Russell goes deeper than the lines in the action. Glances, inflection, and silence build a believable character. Russell brings that. If he hadn't, I would have had to walk away from this nowhere buddy cop movie, but instead, by the end, I was pulling for these buddy cops, not just for Kurt.
0: Okay. Okay, Claire's mom's always here for Kurt, regardless of the circumstance. Yes, correct. It's just that's the constant for Claire's mom. Mm-hmm. I that was a pretty in-depth review. Uh, you know, she wrote more than most of the critics wrote about this. She wrote more than <laughs> almost every other review I could find. <laughs> actually, uh, yeah. Oh my God, we're gonna get to, we're, uh, all right. Let's get into. We it. are.
1: Who are we starting with?
0: Jamie went out of his way mm-hmm. to be a part of this. Yes. So I'm going to sit back. I'm going to kick back and hopefully just hear some <laughs> some, some of his dulcet tones telling mm-hmm. me why this is his
2: favorite uh, film. So, oh, it's decidedly not my favorite film. We already did <laughs> <Okay>. that one. <laughs> okay. But like...
1: Yeah, Big Trouble in Little Chai.
2: It's... Fundamentally, this film doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like... It has so many weird, disparate parts. I have... It very much feels like it was written by an eight-year-old. <laughs> and I love... There are a handful of movies that I know that feel like that. Uh, if you've ever seen Miami Connection, that is another one of them. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, they go to a strip club, and no one's naked because I don't know what sex is. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. And and she dances around in a leotard and plays the drums on stage uh-huh. like they do in most strip clubs.
2: <laughs> or like, here's here's two cops and one of them's a slob and one of them's like my dad and that he's a banker. And <laughs> and there's, <laughs> there's it wasn't who no. you would
0: think if you, I was if uh, that's what I was thinking the whole time. If you described this movie to somebody, and you told me who was in it. Mm-hmm. And you give them those descriptions, yes. I th- I would have had it reversed. I had it wrong.
1: I think that might be the number one reason why this movie is not what I expected.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you expected Russell to be the the clean cut? The, well, the I stocks didn't, guy?
1: I didn't know it was like an odd couple sort of a thing. Well, mm. so
2: the, it's uh, also barely an odd couple movie because it's <laughs> quipping cop, quipping cop. Right.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Right. Um, there's no but real like, difference between them. Bad cop, worst cop? Not really. Just No, not even. They're equally bad.
1: So I was definitely expecting something more like Rambo, which I always expect when Sylvester Stallone is in it.
0: I've heard that Rambo is a pussy. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but like when you tell me that it's in, you know... Action movie with Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. I definitely was thinking more. Equally as dumb, but more gritty. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I was not expecting this at all. And I definitely would never have guessed that the buttoned up cop. Would be Sylvester Stallone.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. No, that tracks.
2: Well, because like, I've seen this movie a lot of times. And... I think this is the first time I've seen it probably in about five years. Yeah. And I think just watching the two of them interact is like a funhouse mirror. Because with a your classical buddy cops, your your Riggs's and Murtaugh's, <laughs> you have like high level differences between the two of them. This is, this is very much like... There are surface level differences between <laughs> Tango and Cash, but they are both like wise cracking rebel Maverick cops. Yeah. And they like they don't even get on their get on each other's nerves that much. It's all like it's all surface level. It's all like <laughs> it's it's so hard to to like codify
0: Mm-hmm. No, I get it, though. You as as soon as you watch it, you understand. You're like, well, <laughs> the, the, these these guys, they're the best friends. They should be best friends. Well, and, and,
2: and they're both they're both Teflon. They're both like they they send quips at each other and no quip sticks, no quip stings. No one's no one gets upset. No one gets like, hey, huh? huh. <laughs> it's just it's like they're playing tennis. Yeah.
0: That's a it's good way to think It's more than
1: it. like they're playing tennis. I mean, that's true, but I feel like they're not hitting it back and forth. They're both just spitting into like a void. Like it, it's all lands flat. It's, and it's not that the delivery is flat. It's just like there's, it goes into nowhere.
2: It's two people doing improv at each other.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Right, no audience, just adding to Well, no, not,
2: but also, like, specifically with improv, you you are responding to the thing that the other person is giving you. You are establishing that as part of the relationship in the scene, etc. Mm-hmm. And you're building off that. This is like, here is premise A. I, re- I reply with premise
0: B, and <laughs> nothing happens. So this is improv with without yes and. It's established. It's just yes. It's just...
2: It's it's I I establish this thing. I also establish a thing. I establish a third (laughs) thing.
0: Sooner or later, we're going to have to pay these things off. Never mind. (laughs) And they never do. (laughs) Incredible. Incredible. Potentially at the risk of like stepping on our our walkthrough later, Whitney. Can I just describe Mm -hmm. how this movie opens really quickly? Um, Yes. Uh, we are in media res there is a car chase happening. Sylvester Stallone stops a tanker truck by nearly shooting the the driver forcing him to brake so hard that they the both the driver and the passenger
1: fling themselves yeah, out of the through the, the windshield.
0: They go through the windshield. Yeah. He says that this this truck has interesting cargo. Some cops test it. They're like it's just gas. He pulls out his gun and shoots the tank full of gas but at the right spot where cocaine comes out. He then does cocaine right in front of all these cops. (laughs) Again, these are eight-year-old ideas. Okay. (laughs) Then we go to Kurt Russell, who is shot twice through a mirror, but guess what? He's got a bulletproof vest on. He's okay. He chases this guy. They jump out of a two-story window to street level and begin running.
2: Don't forget that as the guy descends, uh, Kurt Russell pulls the trigger on his boot.
0: (laughs) He (laughs) would shoot his boot gun. Of course, (laughs) his boot gun.
2: He chased Chekhov's
0: boot gun. (laughs) He chases this guy to a garage where there is a car chase in a garage. The guy gets in a car. Kurt Russell steals a car from a Russian man.
1: With a bunch of presents in his hand.
0: He crashes into a car where people are having sex. Random titties pop up for, you know, because it's the 80s. Whatever.
2: Just running through a gauntlet of dangling fluorescent bulbs.
0: The truck is knocking them down. He is exploding them. There's sparks everywhere. He... Catches this guy by hitting a car into a car, is a car it's multiple car accidents. He and then he welcomes the Russian man to America. What I have just described is eight minutes and forty-seven seconds of this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just continues to this movie starts at eleven and the lowest it ever gets is about six. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It goes above 11 often, though. It, yeah,
1: It definitely keeps going, whether you were there with it or not. It does not care
0: about you. This it film. does not care about you.
1: Um, Jamie mentioned the it is like a film written by an eight-year-old. I 100% agree. Um, there's so much stuff that seems very juvenile in the storytelling. But also, I added on to that with my own thought of... Um, it's like the eight-year-old told the story to a grown man who had never seen a movie before, <laughs> because there is, for example, that car chasing in the like parking garage. Yeah. There is absolutely no establishment of who is where and what direction it is they're going in, and like. We've talked about this both in the Keanu podcast and in this one when there's action scenes and like whether or not it is easy to follow because of the, you know, good directing. And if you're crossing lines and if you're whatever and this whole movie from start to finish, like there is talented fight choreography being shot by someone who's never filmed a fight before. (laughs) Like ostensibly, not in Reality, but that's what it feels like because there is no establishing of where the characters are at, who they're fighting, what they're flipping over, what's exploding. It just all happens and it is not at all captured in a way that like tells a story. It's just happening.
2: Yep, that's and that, uh, that exactly mirrors the, uh, the twisted metal track that uh, <laughs> leads into the climax. Yes, the the car combat scene. Uh
1: huh. The car combat. Incredible.
0: Scene. What um, what is happening? What? Why are there? Uh, there are construction vehicles. There are monster trucks. There are uh, pickups. P- there are surface-to-air missiles mounted on the back of all sorts of vehicles. <laughs> It's absolute insanity.
1: The I think the most outrageous thing to me was the prison that they walk into. Mm-hmm. When they get arrested, just had loose fire.
2: <laughs> Lots of chaos. Oh, like, just like genuinely more like apocalyptic and dystopian than like apocalypse movies that I've seen.
0: That prison looked like Escape Dude, from New York. Like that I mean
1: it does look like Escape from New York. It's like raining garbage and like, sure, okay, two notorious cops who have put away a lot of people for drug whatever are excited that they're now in jail and they can you know exact their revenge. Sure, okay, that's fine. I'll buy all the, the garbage raining down. But literally there's just fire. <laughs> fire. There's fire on the floor, there's fire on the wall, there's like a, a a bum can trash can but they like there's people working their normal jobs their security yeah. guards and whatever who are just walking past this fire like this doesn't bother me that my job is on fire it
2: is a movie where there has literally not been a single second <laughs> <laughs> yes like well when there, there was no re- there's no the reflection there's no like hang on a minute
1: there is a grain silo slash water tower in the prison. What? Yeah. who's storing grain in a prison?
0: You never know. Or water. You never know.
1: Nobody <laughs> is the answer.
0: This is
2: also getting into the uh, the behind the scenesness of uh, this film, in that uh, it was a a John Peters production. Uh, John Peters, notorious as the man who was so insistent that the Nicolas Cage Superman movie feature a giant mechanical spider.
0: Oh yes. Okay. I'm familiar that with this. That it was
2: then put into the film Wild Wild West. <laughs> right. This guy's got some opinions on and, things. Well, and and those those like those breathless I I have had this thought but literally no no thoughts around it. Just <laughs> No supplemental thoughts, yeah. like robot spider, make it happen. <laughs> why I was married to Barbara Streisand.
1: <laughs> I don't know why Sylvester Stallone had a career. <laughs> I don't understand it. He is not. He has no charisma. He's not magnetic. Okay. Sylvester so,
2: Stallone has both magnetism and charisma. It's just that this role is decidedly not playing to his strengths.
1: Well, so that's part of it is I I have not seen some of his, like, biggest films. I've seen Rocky.
2: We should watch Cobra. I've not
1: seen Cobra. Cobra
2: is basically this movie, but played completely
1: straight. And that's kind of what I was expecting. Mm. In this movie, being that it's so wacky and like Claire's mom said is it a comedy yes is it gritty action like what where does it fall there's no answer um
2: it is a comedy that's the thing it's just the like the most tonally varied comedy comedy I've ever seen
0: yeah you need I think you need to be on like nine wavelengths but if you are on those nine wavelengths I was laughing this entire movie
2: Oh, the, the movie is objectively hilarious.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I could not stop laughing. I, I, I mean, and out loud for some of the things that happened in this film.
2: Anytime Brian James opens his mouth <laughs> yeah,
0: yes. to the, do the, the single
2: worst British accent I have ever it's heard. It's
1: not just the the accent that's terrible. It's the like, oi, govna, what a wanker. <laughs>
2: It's it's like it's like he was trying to do a british accent like like Whitney had said about being written by somebody who had never seen a movie he's doing a british accent for somebody, somebody who's th- never heard a
0: british accent <laughs> yeah or true Who's just one. had
2: a british accent
0: explained to them yeah that's wonderful that's that's actually that's right on that's right on
1: the whole thing with the you know electric wires was very funny. <laughs> I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um
2: I genuinely thought that I had conflated this movie in Lethal Weapon because there is also a like, yeah. prison uh inverted hanging electrocution scene in that movie. Yeah.
1: But anyway, Sylvester Stallone, I have not seen some of his like biggest films or or best roles. Um, but the couple that I have seen recently, I'm like, this, you would literally have a dummy with a tape recorder in it providing as much entertainment as Sylvester Stallone does. He doesn't bring anything Ouch. to this role. Yeah, no, I am really, really, I have strong feelings about it. All right. Um, all right. Everyone else, like, just chewing the scenery.
0: Jack fucking Palance. Okay. Jack fucking Palance indeed. Right? Basically, this dude got the same role twice in a year because he he did this same exact thing in 89 Batman. It's the same. guy. I mean, he gets offed by the Joker pretty quickly, but it's the same exact role in no, almost the same exact room. Truly.
2: <laughs> but uh, 100% less mice.
0: <laughs> right this he kept trying to make this analogy work
1: and oh, i was the just mice.
0: he had an entire lucite table built to
2: support this analogy
1: but and it still didn't really
2: it was just well, the that most guy bizarre. really
1: likes mice everyone. what
2: is jack palance if you haven't
1: plan? watched the movie he really loves his mice jack right.
2: palance's plan he's got two cops that are futzing in on his cocaine and weapons rackets He's going to get them framed for murder. Classic.
1: Literally Good destroying, or not destroying, taking off the market, a tanker truck full of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Unimaginable yes. amounts of yes. cocaine.
2: So getting them framed. Classic. Good thing to happen. Uh, getting them transferred from minimum security prison to mad maximum security prison. <laughs> nice bribing guards to kidnap them in their sleep bring them to the the waterboarding elec-
1: yeah.
0: electrocution yeah. chamber <laughs> Freddy Krueger's boiler room it doesn't matter what, what, use whatever visual works best for you
2: not killing them there uh-huh. having them escape not killing them after they escaped <laughs> It's just, it's very much like a uh, an attempt to play fourth dimensional chess, yeah. but by somebody who can't admit that he's screwing up. He
0: did everything. He, he paid off the highest profile FBI guy who does, you know, he's got his oscilloscopes. He was able to verify it. <laughs> and not only did he pay that guy off, he made him make the forgery. This just,
2: dude just has, doing has a straight up a straight up simpson sweet sweet
0: can <laughs> exactly exactly but the guy thought ahead about every single thing except how to kill these two you're absolutely right.
2: Well, and it's it's very much... Well, and he's asked, why don't you just kill them? Right, but multiple times. But that would be times. too easy. That would, <laughs> <laughs> that would make my relationship with the police very bad. Yeah. And like, your relationship with the police is apparently very good in that you're able to spend this money to send in a squad, like, a squad to the most obvious frame-up in history, switch to... Uh, the 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 like get them to switch prisons, get the prison guards to look the other way. It's it's again, it's it's a it's a plot really element that nobody thought sec, th- thought twice about.
1: What I really don't understand is why, because it's so clearly set up when they're entering the prison and every single prisoner is like, oh, one of you two put me in here. That like it's the first Act of being in the prison should be him just assuming that prisoners are going to kill them. Yeah. Like in the shower, in the cafeteria or whatever. It should not be taking them out of their cells in the middle of the night to go to this basement (laughs) to be put in sacks and dropped into the laundry room and then electrocuted and waterboarded.
2: Well, no. Remember, the first act of them being in prison was uh, the two of them showering and uh, comparing dick sizes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Talking about who set them up.
1: Right. Yes. But what I'm and saying yes, is the, not, not the bad guy's plan nothing happens. of them dying in prison nothing was not- Nothing happens there. They were- they were Let dead. the prisoners take care of it. In no way was it like, oh, plan B, we need to take them out of their cells and electrocute them. It and also, was, we
2: need to be there.
1: Yeah. It was, we're going to sneak into this prison to kill them was the first plan.
0: We need Ponytail and Jack Palance here to to gloat and then leave. Mm-hmm. When Jack pa- In that scene, when Jack Palance disappeared into the steam, I laughed so fucking hard. I mean, <laughs> it literally is comic. It's like mustache twirling villainry that we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine um, your last words being... As you get electrocuted. <laughs> oh, so good. So
1: good. I definitely agree with Claire's mom in that Russell provides the only like not heart of the movie, but I do think that his charisma it's is written for
2: his charisma is what yeah. drives
1: it, for sure. And I think that his um his chemistry with Sylvester Stallone's sister is very, very good. Yes. I loved every minute of her being on screen with Tango and or Cash.
0: Yeah, she was I think great.
1: she was great. I think that she brought a... I don't know. Just the scenes with her and Kurt Russell were good and they were funny. Sylvester Stallone hating Kurt Russell because he was hitting on his sister was funny. That
2: was the characterization that Sylvester Stallone should have had. It should have been uptight cop versus sloppy cop. Yeah. It should have been the odd couple, but cops. Like, all all the best Sylvester Stallone parts are him
0: being, like, a big fuss bucket. (laughs) They don't... And I think you're I think you're both right in that also the some of these lines are so ham fisted. That's the thing, is right? that
2: they are not lines for Sylvester Stallone. Exactly.
0: Kurt can do it. Yeah. But like my favorite again, and I laughed out loud. This movie made me laugh at so many points, and I hope you I hope you two got this one too. When he when Sly goes to the, the, the other FBI guy that set him up, mm-hmm. and he's like, I could tell by your meal that you, you're counting calories instead of counting the money that you got, or, what, or whatever that, st- that line was. I lost my shit. I was like, somebody wrote that and made him say that. <laughs> and there are probably three or four other takes of that line being delivered, and they were like, that's the best one. We're going with this one. To make a wrestling
2: analogy, Uh, In the the Vince McMahon era of WWE, there are a variety of different like top people that Vince McMahon basically word for word wrote the rock promos for like stuff that sounds cool when the rock says it. But really, really relies on you being the rock in order (laughs) to pull it off. Right. Yeah. Like John Cena could swing it sometimes. Roman Reigns could barely swing it. Drew McIntyre decidedly could not swing. Like there's there's a gradient of like. These lines are for a wisecracking, smart aleck cop. I don't think Sylvester Stallone has ever been described as a smart aleck in his life. <laughs> no. He can do like like laconic wisecracking, like, uh, huh yeah, sure, we'll 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 see how this goes. Yeah. Kind of wisecracking.
0: But he's not a quipster. After watching this, I was like, let me go and see. I took a peek at his filmography. I've seen a surprising amount of Sylvester Stallone movies. And I think overall, I you could call me a fan. I like Rocky, I like Rambo. Uh, Cliffhangers, pretty good, and some of his other other movies, but in the in the movies that he does that are decidedly comedies, I think he's best when you surround him with people that are better than him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might sell tickets, maybe I don't know, but like I think about Demolition Man, right? Yeah, I'm not there f- at Demolition Man for Sylvester Stallone. I, it's like no, I'm here there for, for Wesley Snipes, <laughs> <times>. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> And to a lesser degree, Sandy B. Yes, yes. You're not going to Rhinestone to see <laughs>
2: Sylvester Stallone. You're Her, going yeah, to it, Rhinestone
0: to see Dolly Parton. Exactly, exactly. I think this is going pretty well, guys. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really happy with this. <laughs> we haven't even mentioned the
2: Los Angeles Police Department's Q Division.
1: Oh my God, I was so confused. <laughs> I Whitney when, was baffled when Kurt Russell uh-huh. walks in to Gadget inventing laboratory yes for the los angeles police department now i, I was, had to back it up because i was like where wh- are we where are we Who a where are this? we b aren't you a fugitive <laughs> right. well that's the thing is i was so convinced first of all the lapd would not be inventing a dog with a gun in it inside <laughs> of it
0: but maybe for the elderly whitney for the elderly <laughs>
1: I mean, they just don't invent stuff. That's not what the Los Angeles Police Department does. But they come straight from escaping prison to the Los Angeles Police Department. I was so convinced that they could not be at the Los Angeles Police Department that I had to back it up and verify. Yes, in fact, these are. Maybe.
0: Maybe but they see, are. that
2: would require a second thought, <laughs> <laughs> which was,
0: nobody on this movie took. This is the secret ops. This is the this is the covert section of the LAPD. Genuinely
1: it, baffled by this eccentric inventor working for the Los Angeles Police Department, inventing dogs with guns in them,
0: boot guns, and the boot and boot guns, <laughs> and, guns
1: and, and putting <laughs> missile launchers on cars,
0: and comically large laser sights for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that's just how laser sights work. Yeah, I, it's, they've, it's funny how far the tech has come, but I was like, holy shit, is that a laser sight on there? <laughs> yes, yes it is.
1: Both of their guns were ridiculous. Sylvester Stallone's tiny, 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 tiny revolver <laughs> was... Very funny,
2: yeah. To me. Well, this is also the kind of movie where the people who like this kind of movie, you can look on Tango and Cash's Wikipedia page, and their character descriptors include the make and model of gun that they carry. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah,
0: that uh, yeah that tracks. That
2: tracks. It lines up. It's very much an IMFDB
0: type film. Yeah, we got we got to talk about the elephant in the room, and that's uh, that's oh, Lynn. That's R. Oh. <laughs> What was that? What, would, what was your elephant in the room? Oh, Robert Zadar, our
2: uh, big faced gentleman that uh, starts and closes this film.
0: <gasps> Giga Chad, yeah. the prototype Giga Chad. Yes, I think he is credited as face. Was he not? Or I the face? Or something?
2: Maybe Conan?
0: Yeah, that's, that's what they what, called him. Yeah, R-
2: Robert Zadar is a mainstay of terrible B movies.
0: He's great. He, he, I mean, he was great in every. You know, I, I, he was the kind of guy you love to hate, right? You're like, oh, he's clearly an adversary to our heroes, if you want to call them that or whatever. Yeah, and he just made like a great foil for for Sylvester Stallone. I loved it. It was it's a per- it, it's a perfect role for him. Yeah, and he had, he had quite a bit of screen time, all things considered. That's at the, least in yeah. that prison part, you know, it was pretty
2: good. He gets fucking electrocuted. <laughs> He gets Uh-oh. burned to a crisp. It's great. Yeah, he yells tango. Those are his last words, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so good. Before he gets fried in an inexplicable rooftop power grid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. I don't understand
2: why you'd put this up here. Especially I'm, considering I what happens to it in the rain. Why anything
1: was where it was in this whole movie?
2: Yeah, again, it would <laughs> require you to have a second thought. Yeah,
1: literally nothing in this movie was put in a place that you would find it in real life.
0: <laughs> power grids are yeah. on rooftops, right? I've never seen a power grid. They got to be power on grids roofs. are in rooftops.
2: Uh, Jack Palance has a defensive mirror room. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Behind his desk, yeah, I get echoes of like the uh, what was it, John Wick two or three? John Wick two, uh, John Wick 3? two, yeah. Okay. With the, I was like, oh, I see. And the
2: classic Enter the Dragon, but also like those are those are rooms as opposed to like this cult, this mirror cul-de-sac <laughs> that exists. So again, exists solely to be a thing that happens. Yeah, Jack Palance's entire office is just like. A
0: storage room for things that we see. I love it. I mean, I'm in. It's like, oh well, here's where all the guns and the cocaine come from. Clearly, yeah. this guy just owns miles of square miles of land with <laughs> filled with all sorts of hazards and uh, equipment that will murder you on site. Also,
2: apparently invented Skype. <laughs> <laughs> or, or was this a uh, a calculus situation where the guy from the LAPD and Jack Palance simultaneously invented Skype because right. there was a lot of like
0: video conferencing in this movie from the eighties. It was surprising. It was surprising. Yeah. I, yeah. How about, um, how about Kurt Russell in a dress mm-hmm. and a wig?
1: So I was terrified The second that I saw The Heels and knew that it was Kurt Russell in The Heels, because it was 1989 and this is a buddy cop movie, Uh I was like, this is going to be so bad and so uncomfortable. They are going to get so homophobic and so transphobic so quickly. And then it didn't really go there.
2: You (laughs) just get homophobic.
1: Uh, and it's only a little bit of homophobia. It's honestly not even... It's a right dash. O- It's not until after mm. he gets on the motorcycle and they drive off. Like, at first...
2: It's punctuation. At the club,
1: it went, it went so much better than I thought it would. Um, just as far as, like, political correctness. Um, I was... Very taken by how much Kurt Russell and Patrick Swayze in drag look alike. I um, particularly noted that Tu Wong Fu, Patrick Swayze, and Tango and Cash Kurt Russell look like they could be the same person. (laughs)
0: It's a little palette swap and then you're good to go.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I was this movie exceeded my expectations in that particular area of how people reacted to him in a address.
0: Yeah. This was the part when I had said, I wasn't sure how well this movie holds up. This was one of the parts uh, that I had in mind. I was like, how? Cause I had not seen, I, I've, I've said this a million times. I saw this movie way too young. Right. No, I, I mean, <laughs> I was like, whenever this came out, you know, this came out when I was like four, Uh, and I saw it maybe when I was eight. Right. So like, and I loved it then. (laughs) And I was like, boobies, whatever. (laughs) And I remember the the vague things about this, like cross-dressing. And I was like, oh, geez, I don't know about this. I don't know if Kurt Russell. And I was like, okay, okay. That wasn't, I, I was, I got nervous as soon as we were here at the club. And I was like, okay. That wasn't so bad. That wasn't so bad. It wasn't
1: so bad.
0: He owned it. He really owned it. He
1: did. Um, He seemed very comfortable, um, which I appreciated. And I could look at Kurt Russell's thighs in tights all day long. The heels. All day, every day. The The definition and the the tights. Those thighs. Yeah. Are they're good thighs. (laughs) They are
0: good thighs indeed. Oh my gosh let's uh, let, um, I gotta check my notes here oh my gosh I, I have nothing I if you couldn't already tell I have nothing but good things to say about this movie I really I love the score as well I was like every time the the score kicked in I was like great I love it, it fits perfect it, no, it's no like notes
2: a, it's like a side scrolling
0: beat em up <laughs> yeah that's exactly kind of yeah. how I felt about it yes It's Final Fight, the movie.
1: It does sound like video game music.
0: Right. That's probably triggering some Pavlovian thing in my brain. I'm like, I like this. This is good. Streets of Rage, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Intensely Streets of Rage. Um, The other, the technical stuff about this movie, Beyond the Score, I thought it was fine. Again, it's it's a little frenetic in terms of they do the action movie thing where they cut a lot. Right. Mm. Like, especially like when people are throwing punches and stuff like that. But which I only it only
1: works when you do the, like, situating us in a scene and which characters where and they don't do that. Yeah. So it's a little bit too, like, swooshy and and the cuts are too fast because you can't get a, a feel for like where where the room is and where the people are in the room with all of those quick cuts. Um But it's not it's not terribly shot. It's just you never, ever have a sense of space in this movie ever.
0: While there's I never felt like our characters were in danger. Really? Uh, Even though everything around them is perilous, like at all (laughs) times. The closest to it is the prison escape.
2: The prison the prison escape was d- like the the narrative beats of the prison escape. Yes. Are fabulous.
0: The tunnel. You mean the tunnel, like when they're getting through the tunnels to the to the roof and all that stuff? Yeah. yeah and then uh, they they
2: kill his friend. They roll him down yeah. the tunnel and then turn the blades back on. That was awesome. Like, yeah. I love that. And then the the sliding down the electrical wires. It's like it, it was definitely the the most the most competently put together part of the movie.
0: (laughs) Right. I don't know how far those electrical cables stretched. Mm. All I know is that both of them let go about 20 seconds too early. They fell from a great (laughs) height. I was like, holy shit, I would have held on much longer.
1: So I will say we did not actually ask the question, does this movie work for you? Yeah. Um, You just answered it.
0: Oh, my God. It's, it's um, I
1: have not, again, like you said, you did not know where I stand on this movie. I still don't know if people know where I stand on this movie.
0: Yeah, you said a lot about things you like and things that you wouldn't expect. But how how was the overall experience?
1: This movie is not a good movie. But, but I did enjoy watching it.
0: Everything before the butt doesn't count. <laughs>
1: yes! Um, I totally suggest this as a movie that you watch with people to like as an experience to you know mst3k it yeah i definitely think that the commentary and the like why is the prison on fire kind of stuff it i don't suggest you watch this movie by yourself because i don't think it would be as fun um but I do think that if you are looking for like a Sunday night let's watch a fun movie that we can roast, this is perfect for that.
2: Yeah, it is a movie that does not work, but does work for me. Mm-hmm. In the in the sense of like I but I I love movies that don't work. I love movies that like movies that don't make sense, movies with like tenure with tenuous narrative connections like where stuff just happens because it happens Mm -hmm. and this is a an iconic stuff that happens movie yeah
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: it's well put
1: but it definitely because of the lack of sense of place and the fast cutting and the fact that the tech like the fight choreography and the, like, explosions and all of that kind of stuff are competent. It very much feels like a dream sequence or something. Yeah. You, you, a hundred, like, the whole movie start to finish is a dream sequence. You very much feel like, wait, is this reality? And the answer is yes. Yeah. But it has that air of surreality because of the way that it's put together.
0: <laughs> like their Batvan Van. It is a violent work of art. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the lines in this movie are like about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh I don't know if I have any other I'm just let me see if I'm going through my notes here. Anything else to call out here?
2: James Hong's in this, the, the, the guy yeah. who plays Lopan. Of course. nothing to
0: do and gets fucking shot. They, I, I was waiting for something just be, just because of that and, you know, having seen Big Trouble. I was like, oh, they're going to give him something interesting to do. Nope. Nope. It just,
2: just, he's, he's sensible gangster number one <laughs> who tries to convince Jack Palance to... To kill Tango and Cash and is uh,
0: ultimately unsuccessful. Yeah, absolutely destroyed at the end. Just shot. the First guy shot, I think, right? Like, just taken yep. out. It was nuts. I don't know if I have anything else here. Um, the bullet lockpick. I thought that was delightful. Again, that f- that feeds into our... A kid made this up. An eight-year-old kid was like, wouldn't it be cool if a bullet was a lockpick and you turn it? This more yeah. special, more special type stuff.
2: They gaffer tape a grenade into Brian James's mouth.
0: <laughs> that, yeah, bad cop, first cop, yeah, off on the roof. That was, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. The the coming in uh, at the, while she's like, I apparently like r- putting his, the discs back in place in his back. And they're, you know, the, uh, the double entendre. That is thing that
1: I don't like. I get the the joke part of it, the double entendre and the it sounds like they're having sex. Ha ha ha.
2: But it's also like in service of just like, yes, they are having sex.
1: Well, that's Put it in.
2: No, <laughs> Put your thumb into my back.
1: No grown adult <laughs> would, talk. would talk like that or also uh-huh. would like buy that. Everyone has had a back problem or a slip disc or thrown out their back and, like, know that it doesn't work like that. Literally every person, other than an eight-year-old who's never hurt their back, (laughs) knows that discs in your back do not work like that. You can't pop it back in with a good massage.
0: Yeah. That's tough. It's tough. You know? That's... (laughs) I think that's all I... I... She also has a poster of herself up in her bedroom. I just wanted to point that. That was Beautiful. one other thing that I wrote down, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. I mean, Love it. I it's good to have it's it's a sign of high self-esteem, I think, really. It's like, god, I look great. Look at me. It's awesome.
1: I loved the whole strip club, too. It was wild. Yeah. Every moment of this like dinner theater strip club Moulin Rouge <laughs> there there are 80s drumming solo yeah not
2: like there are so many strip clubs like that specifically in action movies where our lead female character does not get naked but yeah. instead puts on a show exactly yeah
1: but it's like it's not it's such a weird show that they're putting on yeah. it's not like burlesque it's not like a showgirl Vegas kind of a thing. She's
2: not lip syncing or anything. She's not lip
1: syncing. She's not singing um, of her own accord. Like there's nothing in actual entertainment (laughs) that matches exactly what it is that she's doing in this club. Yeah. And I love it so much. I love the styling of it. I love the big round stage that's elevated. I love the way that the whole like dinner theater, dark, moody lighting pit of like couples who are at this strip club. It's like the whole thing is nuts and I love it.
0: <laughs> That's the pitch, you know, it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: hey, hey, babe, do you want to go see uh, Kiki's doing a drum solo tonight? Did you, <laughs> you want to maybe go check that out? You know? <laughs> yeah. What what is her job? Title? <laughs> Performer. Right. We don't really have there's no word for it. Uh, cause it's not a thing that really exists, but I love yeah, also, it.
2: also nobody else at the club gets naked because we see the end of the, the previous act. And it's just a lady driving off with a, a, another guy on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right? He's not naked. She's not naked. What exactly. is going on here? Usually what is going on here.
2: Usually they'll have like a strip club thing where like, the extras who got paid nudity money will be naked and then our main character will not but this is just yeah it's an inexplicable like perform it's, it's like, like a variety show
0: kind of it's kind like of a thing, drag without like, drag
1: it's so weird
0: i love it i enjoyed i enjoyed every minute of it too though whitney good call good call oh my gosh Um, I'm looking here. I think we covered it. Um, there, um, oh yeah, that's right. There is one more thing.
1: A brief moment of, is he hot in this one? (laughs) If you just want to know what movies is he pretty in, that's a heavy burden for me alone to bear. Maybe just his character in the last one bugged me enough that I didn't think he was his dreamy. He's very dreamy in this film. Is he hot in this one?
0: <laughs> Wait until you hear. I'm cooking up a oh V2 boy. of that.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> I've gone
0: back through season two. And because I just I'm pretty good about organizing. I've got every one of is he hot in this one in a folder. Mm-hmm. And you, you have said us. some absolutely wild things. <laughs> I cannot wait. Just gonna uh, uh, that uh, that will be a brand new song by season oh three. Boy. Don't worry about it. Do oh not worry boy. about it.
1: I am <laughs> mortified.
0: I think we already talked about this, but let's go around the room. Jamie, is he hot in this one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Okay. He is
2: he is incredibly rakish and charming in this film. He gets a he gets a bullet shot into his shirt. That cost him nine whole dollars. And then he just rips the shirt open (laughs) and goes to work like that.
0: Yeah. It's like, I guess I'm here now. You know, that's that's it.
1: Andrew, do you think he's hot in this one?
0: I am going to take it one step further and say that this is the best he has looked in anything we've seen so far to me.
1: Oh, I think. Wow, that's bold.
0: Now, is this because we saw his bare ass? Maybe.
1: I it it is very good.
0: I'll I'll say this. Uh for me, if you're talking about me, me is mm-hmm. me is me, mm-hmm. uh I like I, I, I prefer lean to muscular, right? Mm-hmm. And you have both you have examples of both literally yes. naked in the shower in this. <laughs> uh I was looking at Kurt Russell almost the entire time. So yes. I think this is the best. There's
1: Honestly, no reason to look at Sylvester Stallone.
0: (laughs) Sylvester Stallone looks pretty good in the show. Yeah, he is. um, (laughs) Sylvester Stallone goes through these periods where he's like, I mean, later in his life, like now, like. When he wants to be, the dude is fucking jacked. Yeah, and I yeah. know that that supplements and all sorts of other yeah. stuff. Whatever. No, yeah, this, this it's
1: is, like a bag of ropes.
0: This <laughs> is ambient jacked. Yeah, it's between Rockies, right? This so he's functional, probably...
2: Functional. Well, also, specifically, I think this is between Rambo's two and three. Okay, yeah. that And yeah, Rambo two go. is probably the biggest that he... Like, that. that's shirt off, machine gun... Shooting people with exploding arrows, Rambo. Yeah.
0: So, uh, all that is to say, uh, he looked great as far as I could. His hair was absolutely majestic was in this. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was. It was a, a return to form.
1: It very much was. This is. This is when you picture Kurt Russell.
0: Yeah. This,
1: this is, is the length. This is the feathery mullet <laughs> yeah. that you think of.
2: It, it is. Of a same caliber to uh, Escape from New York and yes. Big Trip in Little China. Very that, much so. That nebulousness of hair.
0: Yeah. So I know that I I tend to just te- agree most of the time and say yes or no. In the case of winter people, not so much. But I I'm gonna um, the foot goes down for this one right now. This is the best he's ever looked.
1: Okay. For me. Well, that's that's a bold stance. I don't <laughs> think I can go that far.
0: That's okay. I cannot
2: either, but I respect it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I will say he is hot in this one
0: 100%. Okay. Period.
1: My dog does not like that.
0: <laughs> just hearing our dog whimper. That's okay. It's no, a special cameo hottest. by Buddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I definitely uh like I said, the thighs and tights, like just the whole slow pan of the legs and heels and tights mm-hmm. very much highlights the the like excellence of his legs and his thighs the the shower the butt very good just in general it is i don't think it's the hottest that he's been um mainly because i spent too much of the movie going what is happening <laughs> where yeah. are we what is going on um to f- to fully appreciate it but he does carry the movie in charisma he does look very good and is very uh, kind of like the platonic ideal of what I think of when I think of how Kurt Russell looks. Yeah. Um, this is it. So I definitely think that he is hot in this one. I don't think it's the most attracted to him that I've ever been. So I I can't go can't stand that one more step further with you, Andrew. But I will stand on the side of firmly. He is hot.
0: <laughs> Great. I'm okay. I'm okay if you only get 60 to 70% of the way there. That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) So, there we go. Oh, that was an open and shut. I felt like an open and shut case. So this one, as they say in police parlance. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. You can learn pretty much anything you want on Skillshare. Maybe not how to write a movie like Tango and Cash, but certainly how to edit a movie like Tango and Cash, you might be able to even learn that skill from me, Andrew, a teacher on Skillshare. Skillshare's top level categories are Create, Build and Thrive, which I think is pretty great. (laughs) Who doesn't want to create, build or thrive? Right? Uh, I personally vouch for Skillshare as a student and like I said as a teacher. It's a great platform to dive deep or just get high-level overviews of literally 38,000 different things. I or Actually, it's probably more now since they had sent me this copy. But believe me when I tell you, you can learn anything on Skillshare. And the best part is, uh, it's a low monthly fee and... Upfront, you get great course outlines. You can narrow down exactly what you're looking to do before investing the time in. The teachers are awesome. The content is awesome. And it's mostly taught by people doing the work, which is really, really nice. Our offer here is a free one month trial, and then it's just $15 a month to month after that. Actually, $8.25 a month if you prepay annually. So, to, to get this special offer just go to 12and24.com slash skillshare and the the link will be in the show notes here uh, to redeem this again you'll get one month free so you can literally learn anything you want within 30 days and then if you choose to continue you can go month to month pay for the year and then come out the other end having learned so much so uh, do it go learn something and then report back and let us know and now back to the show.
1: I think it's time.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: To knock on the void.
0: Whitney, we've had some close calls in the in the recent past. I yeah. hope I hope Jamie here can, can help elevate us. So. I hope so,
1: too, because I honestly don't know anything that happened in this movie. So <laughs> trivia about it is going to be hard.
0: All right.
2: Here we go. Figure it out, asshole. We're gonna find out who's who. I mean, I'd pick us at a D-minus for this kind of thing. Keeping you at a disadvantage is an advantage I intend to keep. Think you can win on talent alone? You don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. I honestly, I don't remember, okay? Ask about horses again, I'll slap you red.
1: woo <laughs> Hey, that was fun!
0: Oh, my, you know what that theme song means. Figure it out, asshole, is our very own quiz show where the host will ask each of us three questions. If one of us gets the answer wrong, the other participants have a chance to steal, assuming they remember the remaining answers, which uh, is not always the case. Easier said than done. Mm -hmm. I now turn the reins over to our master of ceremonies coming to you from the void. It's Charles Nolan. Hello, everybody.
1: Hello, Charles. Charles.
3: How's everyone doing tonight? Wonderful. Well,
1: Buddy's not doing so good, but everyone else is doing pretty well.
3: Yeah. That is sad to hear. <laughs> About Buddy. Well, he can't hear you, so give him well, pets. Please, yeah. Yeah, please, please pet that dog for me.
1: Currently, <laughs> I'm kicking him in the mouth. So close <laughs> enough.
3: <laughs> it counts. It counts. Is everyone ready to do some trivia?
1: Yes.
3: Well, let's just kick it right off, starting with Jamie. Okay. What are the opening words of the movie? Are they, okay, let's go, okay, we're on, okay, let's do it, or okay, let's rock?
2: I'm going to say, okay, let's go. That is incorrect. Steel? Whitney?
1: Okay, it's on?
3: That is incorrect.
0: Steel. Andrew? Uh, Oh, man. Okay, we're on. That is incorrect. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs)
1: No. No.
3: It oh was okay. Let's do it. Damn it. Okay. Void starting off strong with a point already. I don't care for What a great end to season two. <laughs>
1: oh, no. Maybe the end to everything.
3: Who knows? Moving on to Whitney. How long did Tango say he'd been working on the case that the movie starts with? Was it... Three months, four months, five months, or six months?
1: Five months?
3: That is incorrect. Steal. I could not tell who that was. It was
1: Jamie.
2: Jamie, take it away. Three months. That is correct. Nice. Because he says three months, a whole lot in this movie. He
0: does.
2: <laughs> All right. Moving on to
3: Andrew. Which of these actors was originally cast to play the role of Cash? Was it Mel Gibson, Pierce Brosnan, Don Johnson, or Patrick Swayze? Huh.
0: Um. Mel Gibson. That is
3: incorrect. Shit, deal. Jamie. Uh, Patrick Swayze. That is correct. Okay, okay. I All of it. those actors were in talks, but Patrick
2: Swayze was the only one actually cast. And he chose not to do the movie to do Roadhouse instead, which indeed was the, the absolute correct move. <laughs> yeah, I get that it. That is correct.
0: <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, we're giving it. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd give it up for that. Yeah.
3: Back up to the top with Jamie. What apartment number does Cash live in? Is it 14, 15, 16 or 17? I'm going to go 16. That is incorrect. Steel. Andrew, 14. That is incorrect.
1: <laughs> uh, Steel. Whitney. <laughs> 15?
3: That is correct. Nicely done. All right. Back up to Whitney. What was the only way the demeanor of the defense attorneys could be described according to the radio news clip that we hear? (laughs) Was their demeanor dour, glum, grim, or downtrodden? Jesus Christ. Grim? That is correct. Wow. All right. Moving on to Andrew. Okay. How many years has Tango been a policeman? 10, 12, 14, or 16?
0: I think I actually remember this one. I hope I'm not wrong. 12. That is correct. All right. Nice. Back up
3: to Jamie. Clint Howard plays the character Slinky. Cash's cellmate doesn't get a name, but Robert Zadar plays which inmate specifically according to the credits? Okay, here we go. Is it face, chin, jaw, or Conan? I'm going to say face. That is correct. Nice. Nice. I knew it was something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Moving on to Whitney. Mm -hmm. What sort of tree does Cash claim he slid into while escaping? (laughs) Was it a fir, a pine, a sycamore, or a maple?
1: Fir?
2: That is incorrect. Shit. (laughs) Jamie. I'm going to say Sycamore. That is incorrect.
0: Oh, no. Rolls off the tongue. Steel. Andrew. I remember pine. That is correct. Yeah.
1: Hey. Oh.
2: <laughs> I was just imagining Kurt Russell saying sycamore and like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I <laughs> can I'd like, I'd hear I'd like him hear say, it. I slid into a sycamore, and it is very,
3: <laughs> you can just hear it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, for the final question of regulation, figure it out. Andrew. What song is Kiki dancing slash drumming to in the club scene?
0: Oh God.
3: Is it Bad English's Best of What I Got, The Call's Let the Day Begin, Alice Cooper's Poison, or Yazoo's Don't Go? I'm sorry, who?
0: I, I, I mean, best of what i got that is incorrect yeah
1: (laughs) steal i
0: have no idea
1: was it yazoo's don't go it was
2: (laughs) (laughs) they couldn't get a name brand song for this movie (laughs) that's true all of those songs appeared in this movie (laughs) oh shit
3: (laughs) incredible All right, going into the bonus round of Figured Out Asshole, our scores are 3 to 3 to 2 to 1. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh Those do correspond to Jamie, Whitney, Andrew, and The Void, respectively. All right. (laughs) Moving on to the bonus round where I pose questions and the contestants buzz in. First one to buzz in gets to guess. The answer, if they buzz but, in but before Whitney I finish. Whitney
1: waits until I hear all of the options.
3: I love that you interrupted me saying that to say that as well. Clearly, lessons have been learned. All right. Let's hear everybody's buzzer sound, starting with Jamie. Beep. Amazing. Whitney. Me. Andrew. And the void sounds like this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's tricky. All right. Bonus round question number one. Which Adam's family character does Cash call Slinky? Was it Uncle Fester, Gomez, Puddly,
2: Jamie? Cousinette. that is correct! Nicely done. Entirely inaccurately. Yeah. Does Very not make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah, not not super hairy or anything. As if uh, if you thought about it for a second. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh-huh. Uh-huh. Second thoughts were not prevalent on this set. Alright, second question: The new invention in senior citizen home protection is called what? Was it the pooch, the doberman, the guard dog or the poodle? Boop. Jamie, uh the pooch. That is correct. Nice. And now for the final question. Of figured out asshole. There's a story headline that we see in the final frame of this movie. <laughs> In the newspaper. It's about children. Uh What is that headline? Was it children who earn over 25K? (laughs) Children who dress for excess? Boop. (laughs) Jamie.
2: Children who dress for excess. That is correct. (laughs) Nicely done. Because we...
1: We talked about we it. Lost we lost our minds. We laughed about How it. How
2: could you not?
1: <laughs> but one thing that MST3K has ingrained in us now is when a headline on a newspaper appears on screen, read the other headlines instead <laughs> of the main headline that appears on screen. Yeah. It is always funny.
3: 100%. Also, a very good strategy for winning in Figured Out Admin. <laughs> Well, that means that our scores are The Void, one point Andrew, two points Whitney, three points And sweeping the bonus round Is our winner, Jamie, with six big points Hey, you were meant to be
0: here tonight Uh,
1: So majestic
0: Take a lap, you know Or don't, just loaf around Have a beer I'll try Whatever you want to do, you know this is for you.
2: Buddy, get up here. <laughs> Buddy, <laughs> this is not for you.
3: Congratulations, Jamie. Thank you. Now, it is time to move on to the audience part, figure it out, audience, where I ask the audience two questions, and they can hit me up on Twitter or jump into the Discord to give me their answers. Our last two questions were: Kali says the men don't stay hunting long. Why not? And on a scale of one to ten, how gross is coal? <laughs> uh-huh. Lane Train got both of the questions right, saying they get tired of looking after themselves and that coal is a ten gross. <laughs> well done, Lane Train. All right. Claire also said that coal is a ten gross. I would have taken any number. 10 or higher
1: <laughs> yeah he's like a 20 gross yeah he's, he's, I had
3: a thousand listed as the answer but <laughs> oh my god for You're our funny. figured out audience questions for Tango and Cash what is Cash's date of birth and what is the name of the sound lab where the audio expert Skinner works Hit me up on Twitter at The Nolan. T-H-E-N-O-W-L-I-N. Or if you're in our Discord, simply ping me there with your answers. And you'll get shouted out on the next episode if you are correct.
0: Oh, Charles, did you like this movie? I I I I don't know. Perfect. That's a perfectly acceptable reaction to this film. It (laughs) was something. (laughs) Jesus Christ, this
2: summary is massive. It was a film, yes. It
3: it
0: was mindless fun, as long as you knew to be mindless about it. (laughs) Right, if expectations were calibrated going in. I get that, yeah, I get that. All right, well... As always, thank you so much for the the trivia, uh, putting all this together. You know, it's thank it, you we, so
3: much for letting me do
0: it. It is seriously a highlight every time we do. I, yeah. I yeah, I laugh harder during this. Maybe, maybe again. Yeah, I laugh when we do this. I laugh the most during this. This is great. Mm-hmm. I love it.
1: It's my favorite part. I'll be honest.
0: I love. Is he hot in this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Hey Charles. Yes. Is he hot in this one?
3: Yes. (laughs) Is this the hottest he's been? (laughs) That is incorrect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Okay. All right. Hey, you know, different strokes. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Again, thank you so much. I bid you a good void. Thank you.
3: And a good void to you. I'm going to go binge all of season three.
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh, of the, okay. I was, wait, I was I was waiting for the, the Oh, I get it. Okay. Enjoy. Some good ones in there. Yeah. <sighs> That's it. Charles That's it. Charles has left the building.
1: Yeah.
0: Whitney, this is your episode.
1: It's time for me to take you through this film as best I can considering that the both the Wikipedia and the IMDb synopsis are Crazy long, trying to fit in all the nonsense that happens in this film.
2: Not even just trying to fit in all the nonsense. It, it like has
0: individual notes in this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Feel it's free ludicrous to give as much or as little of the detail as provided.
1: I have to say, um, just me personally, because it, I know this is not true for either of you, but I was sweating so hard. And worries that Charles Nolan would ask, which one was Cash and which one was Cash? <laughs>
0: was a simple question.
1: <laughs> because I legitimately don't know that I could have answered it. Yeah. Mainly because they're in the same place at the same time. And, on yeah. like, the first time we hear about them, the bad guy's like, Tash and Cang- T- Cash and Tango, Tango and Cash, they're ruining my life.
2: Well, I, I could... <laughs> I couldn't have told you cash's first name. I, I remember detective Ray tango because that's, that's yeah. a, that's a great, like that's a name. Shitty, shitty private eye name. <laughs> that, that is indeed but, a name.
1: Yeah. But anyway, I could not tell you which one was cash and which one was tango. Uh, okay. So the plot of this film, according to Wikipedia is Beverly Hills, LAPD Lieutenant Raymond tango, And downtown L.A. uh, Lieutenant Gabriel Cash are considered the two best cops in Los Angeles. They are opposites in almost every way. They are not. Except for they're not. (laughs) And have an intense rivalry with each considering himself to be the best.
2: Which they don't. They barely know (laughs) that each other exists before they are both framed for murder. Yep.
1: Their actions often make headlines for their large drug busts through the Southern California area. Unbeknownst to them, all the shipments actually belong to a single criminal organization headed by Yves Perret.
2: <laughs> Jack Af- Palance is, would never be a character. <laughs> would you ever look at Jack Palance as like, ah, yes, this intensely French Yves man. Yves Perret? Yeah, no. <laughs>
1: After Tango's latest bust, Pere convinces his associates Quan and Lopez that the two officers have become a problem and they need to take care of it, but not just by murdering them. Paré, believing that having them killed is too quick and easy, <laughs> develops <The lost> justification, <laughs> develops an elaborate scheme to discredit and humiliate them before finally torturing them to death. Individually informed of a drug deal taking place later that night, the detectives meet for the first time at the location and discover a dead, wiretapped body just as the FBI arrive and surround the duo. Agent Weiler finds Cash's backup pistol with attached suppressor on the floor and arrests them. At the murder trial, Tango and Cash are incriminated by an audio tape verified in court by Skinner, an audio expert and appears to reveal them shooting the undercover FBI agent after discussing a drug purchase. With the evidence stacked against them, they plead no contest to a lesser charge in exchange for reduced sentences in a minimum security prison. Instead, they get transported to a maximum security prison and are housed with many of the criminals that they had each arrested. Once in prison, Tango and Cash are roused from their beds and tortured by rakeen is that his name in the movie
2: oh the the british guy yeah yeah isn't is that rakeen?
1: what
0: the yeah i think so
1: yeah okay I, that never sunk in um <laughs> <laughs> praise henchman ponytail and, and a yeah uh, and a gang of prisoners until matt sakowski full name <laughs> the assistant warden and cash's former commanding officer rescues them Sikowski recommends that they escape and provides them with a plan, but Tango opts out. While Cash tries to escape, he finds Sikowski murdered and is pursued by the guards. Tango rescues him, and they head to the roof. Cash ziplines outside the prison walls, but Tango is attacked by the inmate, Face, before he can follow. Tango manages to electrocute Face by knocking him into a transformer before escaping. To clear their names, they separate. Tango tells Cash that if he needs to contact him, he can go to the Cleopatra Club and ask for Catherine. The detectives visit the witness who framed them in court. Tango intercepts Wyler, who admits that Rakeen was in charge of the setup. Weiler gets killed in a car bomb while trying to escape.
0: That does happen! <laughs> yes! He... To his door?! It was just to open the door to the car. That dude was dead regardless.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It That's just wild. Hap- it happens and it is never remarked on again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Cash discovers that Skinner made the incriminating tape himself. So just to be clear, because there's a lot of names in this synopsis, Skinner is the audio expert who testified in court yeah. about the audio tape. This audio expert, in fact, made the tape himself, mm. uh, the fraudulent tape. Um, so Cash starts destroying Skinner's expensive equipment until he agrees to help exonerate them. Cash finds Catherine, Tango's sister, who goes by Kiki, but is quickly surrounded by the cops. She helps Cash escape the nightclub by dressing him as a woman. Later that night, Tango reunites with Cash and the duo are met at Kiki's house by Schroeder, Tango's commanding officer. (laughs) He gives them Rakeen's address and tells them they have 24 hours to find out who he works for. Uh, Tango and Cash apprehend Rakeen and trick him into telling them Pere's name. Cash's weapons expert friend Owen lets them borrow a high-tech assault vehicle and the duo storm into Paré's headquarters to confront the crime lord. However, Pere has kidnapped Kiki and starts a timer that would trigger the building's automatic self-destruct procedure. <laughs> <laughs> this does all happen, yes. <clears throat> After killing Pere's core security personnel and fellow crime lords, Rakeen appears, holding Kiki at knife point. He throws her aside to fight the detectives hand to hand, and Cash kills him. Pere appears in a hall of mirrors, holding a gun to Kiki's head. Both detectives pick out the correct parade and shoot him in the forehead. Wait, wait.
0: I forgot about that because they both picked a different thing. They're like the monogram was backwards or, or the a ring was, was on the other hand. Yeah,
2: the yes, ring
1: was the on the other hand. The monogram was backwards and the ring was on the other hand. And that's why they both know that they're both brilliant. Uh, so they gather Kiki and barely escape as the building explodes. They joke half seriously about Cash's desire to date Kiki as a newspaper headline announces they've been completely vindicated and returned to the LAPD as heroes. The end.
0: I'm going to ask you to, just as a quick, before we get to this thing, is this considered a freeze frame ending? Mm,
1: It's pretty close to a freeze frame ending. I would say it's
0: a freeze frame ending and
2: any newspaper ending is
0: a freeze frame ending. Okay. That makes our third freeze frame ending in a row. (laughs) We've had three of these goddamn things now. (laughs) So I just wanted to ask because I I forgot about that. The high five. And then it turns into the newspaper article. Okay. Freeze frame. It is freeze frame. It is Jamie. Do you ultimately recommend this film?
2: Absolutely. But also specifically in the circumstances that Whitney recommended. Like,
1: Yes, with don't a watch this
2: movie by yourself on your phone.
1: This is a very silly and poorly made movie <laughs> that is only enjoyable if you go into it knowing that it's very silly.
0: yeah, okay, all right.
1: But if you go into it knowing that, yes, I recommend this.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna much like my opinion on Kurt Russell, I'm going to strip this down quite a bit. Uh Oh no, is he hot in this one? If you, if, if I recommend you run to your couch and put this on, if you like dumb action movies, right. And not dumb. Like I can't even really think of like another one. That's this dumb. Uh I can think of one that is exactly this
2: dumb. What is it? Uh, It is a movie called Showdown in Little Tokyo. (laughs) That
0: sounds and it is basically, it's
2: basically this movie except it stars Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee. Wow, what a cast, though. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, If you want uh, Brandon Lee saying uh, before, uh, if we don't make it, just know you have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. (laughs) 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 I didn't know I needed that. Uh, this movie is like 85 minutes long. It's incredible. It has like one musical sting. It's yeah. All right. It captures a lot of this, the tango and cash energy of like, what what the fuck is happening?
0: <laughs> Good. All right. So yes, I do recommend you go see this. Uh, however you can. Uh, I think it's streaming for free on a couple places. Maybe Amazon prime. Uh, if you, I think it's worth I think it's worth the time, you know, and again, if you could watch it, the more people you can get to watch it, the better. If any of this sounded compelling to you, what we talked about, any of these things, someone uh, Kurt Russell in drag, he has a gun in his boot, a boot gun, a dog gun,
1: a dog gun, I think is probably the most compelling thing we've said.
2: A, a car combat
1: scene. <laughs>
0: right. They get like, like trucks with missile launchers on them. It's like a prototype of the Tumblr in Batman almost like it's, uh, it's like, but a van, if you could imagine, it's quite mm-hmm. good. It's so quippy. It's so quippy. I love it. I loved it deeply. Now we're going to get to something incredibly interesting and potentially <laughs> chaotic. Uh, <laughs> we'll start with Jamie on this one. Um, and I don't see your list on here. This well, whole Kurt Russell movie ranking is all fucked up. Anyway. I've only,
2: I've only done two, and this isn't as good as Big Trouble in Middle <laughs> China.
0: Right. But you put the other Carpenter. I believe you told us what your top three or five were. It, it, it's basically the Carpenter films, right? And then... Yes. Uh, is it Big Trouble, uh, the Escape from Big New tr- York, and The Thing? No,
2: Big Trouble, Thing, Escape from New York, I think. Okay. And this would be like four.
0: And then what's... <laughs> Oh, what's the one that we hated? <laughs>
1: what are we... Right, there's a the lot one of and
0: only genuine original family,
1: family. <laughs> yeah, that... We did hate that one.
2: Well, then uh, sc- scroll down. What What are some of the crummier ones? There's a, there's a glue. A Charlie
1: and the Angel?
2: No. I, Guns I, in the Heather? No, I can't. I, I don't think any of those. Nothing Nothing has made me as as ang- fundamentally angry as Knock. Knock. But (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: that is uh, yes of course of course yeah but i'd
2: I'd put this below those three carpenters okay but again that's a solid fourth all right there are definitely kurt russell movies that i have watched with whitney that i didn't have strong opinions on that i would take below
0: this okay all right whitney your list is in order there well, are no duplicates. Order. Everything's we've, we've accounted sorted for. It out. I have fixed it. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to put Tango and Cash?
1: I am also going to put it at number four. <gasps>
0: Incredible.
1: My list goes: Big Trouble in Little China, The Thing, Escape from New York, Tango and Cash, and then Silkwood.
0: Eat shit, Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, you, it's, it's it's it seems like uh, Jamie and Lane Train have it in common. It's like fuck Meryl <laughs> Streep.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I mean Silkwood is by far a better movie than this one. But I I would never everyone, want
2: to watch Silkwood again.
1: As everyone knows, <laughs> it's that's not really bummer. that's not really my bag. Whereas an impenetrably silly action movie is way my bag. So yeah.
0: yeah. All right,
1: Andrew. Where does this go on your list? Oh,
0: man. (laughs) I thought about this a lot. And if the criteria that we go by generally is a film that I would love to revisit and rewatch, okay, then where this goes is number two for me.
1: Number two. All right. I
0: I briefly flirted with putting it at number one. Briefly. But I would have I to make enjoy a, this movie, but it's not better than Big Trouble in Little China. No, that is correct. And Big Trouble in Little China is silly and goofy in a in way exact, that I yeah. that makes sense, but also that I love more than this. But mm-hmm. this is very much my brand of goofy bullshit that doesn't I don't really expect a lot from it, but it overdelivers yeah. anyway. So Tango and Cash goes in the number two spot for me. Okay. I am
2: very excited to see what your opinions
0: on Sky High are going to be. I haven't seen it. Eric keeps telling me that I'm I
1: also have not seen it. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one.
0: It's going to. All right. I mean, that's so it's like I will say, though,
1: this is now the first time that our top four diverts, because up until now, we've had the same top four.
0: I know we're only it's off. It's off by one. All here's what I'll say, Whitney. It's just nice to have a movie that I'm putting in the top goddamn 10. Oh, my God.
1: I feel like all of these Kurt Russell movies, as much as I love Kurt Russell, all of these movies are vying for the bottom (laughs) rather than vying for the top. Right.
0: And at that point, uh, you know, I just just throw them anywhere. So, yeah.
1: When it's like would I rather watch Charlie and the Angel again or Winter People again? It's like ugh. It's like does it doesn't even really matter. No.
0: Right. They're it's just both that We no. we have
1: to rank them because that's part of the gig.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But really it's all just bad. There's like four good ones and then bad. We're going to get to more good ones. And honestly, the good ones are really 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 good.
0: Yeah, this was the mid to late 80s, I just I for whatever reason in my brain, I thought it was going to be like stronger for for Kurt. But it, it turns out that high, that's the, the 90s. highest
2: highs, I think. Well, yes, that's true. I don't true. think any, any movie from the 90s is going to compare to like Big Trouble in Little China, the thing and Escape from New York. But it's a much more even field. Right. But and you're there not going to get any fucking swing shifts in there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he does more neat kind of genre stuff, also, I think uh if I well, we'll get to that in a second. So here's what I would say, Whitney. Yes, um if you're looking at this list right now, our next episode would be the season two reckoning. well i unless you maybe we just vote now, I don't know if I need a reckoning. I feel great about my list. I what you. would move? what would move? Nothing. I'm looking. Nothing. I would move. Nothing.
1: nothing. Yeah. No. Nothing. Are we both
0: Evan in this case where we. I, we, I it's think an, we're
1: Evaning it. Yes. It's,
0: it's an unwavering list. We've fully committed.
1: Yes. That's a cool breeze over the mountains reference.
0: <laughs> some some listeners don't even know who Evan is. That's weird. I mean, it's not, you know, that's fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> so in that case, no season two reckoning. Maybe we'll do it at the end of so. season three. I right. think
1: maybe we'll need one by the end of season three, but I don't think we need one now. I feel very confident in my rankings.
0: All right. This is great. So that that means that our next episode is Backdraft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a movie that Whitney has written.
1: <laughs> Factual. <laughs>
0: So there is that. (coughs) (laughs) Fuck.
1: (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) It's true. I don't know if I've ever watched it, but I have been on the Backdraft Experience Attraction at Universal Studios.
0: I didn't know that last part, that you'd never seen it, but you haven't. I'm not sure
1: if I have or not.
0: Okay. I I feel like pretty quickly in Backdraft, you'd be like, yep, got it. So... it starts. It's a strong start for a movie. That's
2: a, that's a hell of a cast.
0: Yeah, they, they, they go hard on this one. Here's just a quick preview. We posted this in our Discord. Here's a quick preview of what season three is shorter. Um, I think uh, it's a quality over quantity situation in the 90s for Kurt. The 90s has us with uh, backdraft, unlawful entry, Captain Ron, Tombstone, Stargate, executive decision, which I always confuse for the Air Force One. Always.
1: Well, I will say up until uh, two days ago when I watched Tango and Cash, I always conflate Turner and Hooch and <laughs> Tango and Cash.
0: Turner and Hooch. One is Tom Hanks and a lovely pup. Uh, rounding out the end of season three, Escape from Los Angeles, Escape from L.A., uh, Breakdown and Soldier, a movie that was Ooh. just talked about very much in our Discord. I have never seen Soldier. So.
1: I have not either. Uh,
0: a couple of weeks ago, we were
2: watching uh, Whitney Uh, was, not there, but uh, me and a couple of friends were watching trailers for mid 90s sci-fi movies. Yeah. We watched the trailer for for Soldier, which uh, mostly is set to uh, white zombies uh, more human than human. (laughs) Of course, as all 90s films were. Yeah, exactly. We we watched that one, we watched Supernova, we watched Space Truckers. Nice.
0: like. We really tried at a specific vibe of sci-fi back then. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. So we got some, we got some real hits in the, in the 90s here. I'm excited to move into it. And we'll start with Backdraft. That's Whitney's episode. Uh, that, that all lines up. So that's great. That's our next episode. Oh, my gosh. We did it. We got through it. Season it. two in the books. In the books. Thank you both for joining me. This is. It was a delight. I love in in the pocket of doing this. You know, it it, it expands outward. Joy expands outward from pop, uh, not pop quiz. Jesus Christ, figure it out, right? That's the the epicenter of joy. But then doing mm-hmm. the episode at large is also yes. a lot of joy, and I then agree. you know it goes out from there. So, uh, Whitney, uh, if people wanted to keep up with you on the internet, if the, if they were so inclined, where would they do that?
1: Well, I, I. Uh uninstalled twitter from my phone incredible um, congratulations did not delete my account but it is not an active account um so don't follow me on twitter anymore um if you want to see cat and dog uh pictures and videos you can follow me on instagram at whitney nelson n-e-l-s-e-n okay that's it i'm very off the internet these days
0: that's amazing uh Jamie, uh, historically has had uh a great run of recommending something that is not him on the internet at this point. So Jamie, please. I got
2: another one. <laughs> uh buy your physical media from the company that produces it. Uh don't get it through Amazon. There are a bunch of uh other places, your diabolic DVDs, your direct to. Consumer places like Shat Factory or Vinegar Syndrome. But yeah, support those books. Interesting. Yeah, they're they're putting the weirdest movies in human history in the best quality possible. And you should reward them for that. <laughs> right. That's
0: admirable. That is and an vinegar admirable
1: syndrome specifically does a lot of like buying old dead stock of films and editing it together for the for a final cut or finding movies and dumpsters and saving them kind that kind of stuff yeah uh, i
2: just i just bought a a movie from vinegar syndrome with a like james bondy spy that has a baboon sidekick <laughs> It's called unmasking the idol i've never seen it before but i've they talked about it on Red Letter
0: Media, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll spend forty dollars on that. <laughs> I'm stupid." <laughs> hey, you know, it's if nothing else, it is a conversation starter for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly.
2: I I own a, a action thriller movie written and directed by a lawyer from from fucking Virginia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can it's you great. Say You that? have to spend a hundred dollars for that now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, on, I love that. I'll, I, you know, I'll toss a couple of links to that in the show notes too. That's yeah. uh, that's worthwhile. I think that's a great uh, that's a great suggestion. Uh, you can follow me most places at Dark Driving on the internet. Um, I do Twitter, and that's really about it. I don't. Uh, oh, I did restart uh, my YouTube channel, so find me there. Nice. But I am. Uh, it's not me. It's me teaching you stuff. So that's called the primary storyline. If you're interested in motion graphics, video editing, uh, uh, podcast editing, weirdly Mm -hmm. enough, uh, you know, tune in there. Um, And I'm basically I've committed to just doing one video a week and just seeing how it goes. Perfect amount of video. Yeah. They're in depth, though. So you're talking anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes. It's it's not like uh, it's not a quick hit. It is like let's dive deep on one thing and I'll show you how to do it the best or well <laughs> the, to the best of my ability. And then you can go from there. So that's called the primary storyline on YouTube. Yep. Check that out. Uh, Shout factories, putting out used cars on 4k. <laughs> Wait if a minute. Really, what?
2: If you really needed to see that movie in the highest
0: resolution possible, I'm going to, again, <laughs> once again, I will go to bat for used cars and say, they jumped a fucking car over a moving train. They did do that. It was incredible. It was one of the best stunts I've ever seen.
2: So you can see that and a bunch of ladies' tops go off. <laughs> in yeah. Beautiful 4K resolution. Sure. If in you'd... HDR, the, the colors of <laughs> the fucking California desert and also ladies' boobs.
0: It'll just pop. It'll just be some next-level stuff right there. <laughs> look if
2: you aren't committed to watching watching these movies in the best way that you can sure
1: what are you even doing
0: yeah i mean
1: since early ones of these we literally were watching in like 100 resolution (laughs) on youtube
0: (laughs) right it's like someone put a watermark on there there's tracking issues all sorts of stuff it's literally
1: like an old VHS camcorder Mm. recording off of a TV screen a
0: a VCD oh (laughs) you love it it was imported that's how you know it's good that's how you know it's good Yeah. (laughs) alright that brings us to the end I'm going to press a button here that's pretty low but you get the idea you can hear that sweet sweet theme song Whitney Jamie thank you Charles thank you and thank you for listening and joining us In the immortal words of Jack Burton, sit tight, hold the fort, keep the home fires burning.